Hey everybody, new year, new beginnings, and the same good God. How about that, right? Hey friends, if I were to say the word danger, 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 what might come to your mind immediately? Probably, probably a negative thought like fear, fear, run the other way, tell everybody else. And that might, might be a pretty good idea. For instance, check out the screen now. We're going to show three pictures of dangerous situations. I call this first one Zacchaeus, right? You know Zacchaeus from the Bible story, the wee little man that climbed up on the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. But Jesus said, you come on down because I'm going to your house today. Now that's probably, his name might be Zach or something like that, but, but he is not Zacchaeus. He is, however, up in a tree because he's a professional tree limb cutter downer guy. And you can tell he's a professional because he's got the hard hat on and all the ropes and the equipment. So he knows what he's doing, and yet this is still a very dangerous job. Picture number two. I think we all know somebody who blows a lot of hot air, right? Right? But this is ridiculous. But yet kind of cool, yet kind of dangerous. He's blowing fire out of his mouth. I think this is what happens when you've tried those new zesty Doritos. Have you guys tried those things? Man, those things are hot and then you combine it with Mountain Dew and wow, it really blows. But now picture this dangerous situation. Next one. All right. Hmm. Write your own caption to this one. There he is on the edge of a cliff surrounded by stone. I'm going to go with the old, the old tried and true, caught between a rock and a hard spot. Isn't that true? Now, those are all three dangerous situations, perhaps to avoid in some manner or another. But if I were to proclaim to you, like John the Baptist was proclaiming in our gospel lesson, that Jesus is dangerous. He is a dangerous man, and Jesus wants you to join him on a dangerous journey too. All for the sake of effective breakthrough ministry in the brand new year now of 2023. Are the alarms going off in your head? Perhaps like, danger, Jesus, uh, I'm getting out of here right now. I thought we were just a week away from looking at the baby Jesus so cute in the, in the manger and everything like that. But friends, Jesus was born into a dangerous situation so that he can save us from our own dangerous situation. John the Baptist was born to be dangerous as well. And of course, eventually he was killed for that. Killed because he was dangerous against the political establishment of the day. And we all know that Jesus was killed at the cross because he was dangerous against the religion of the day. But then, of course, when Jesus was raised from the dead, he became dangerous against the very things that tried to take him down. Sin, death, and the devil. Here's what the Bible says in John 16 and 33. Jesus says, in this broken world, you will face persecution. You will face trials and tribulations. But I want you to take courage. Receive my courage. For I have conquered the world. I am dangerous against the world. Follow me and I'll share my victory with you. And yet, despite that good news, too many churches in our nation today want to avoid being dangerous. They just want to be safe places to be safe. And they would rather be like, like mummies. You know, mummies, dead things that are wrapped up to be preserved as dead. Rather than missional, raised again to promote life, new life in Jesus. 
Those churches teach their people to be dainty members. Just come on in, sit down, and spin around in our programs. Instead of equipping them and empowering them to be dangerous disciples who are sent out to serve in the power and purposes of Jesus. Because when Jesus says, I want you to pick up your cross and follow me, what part of that sounds comfortable to you or dainty? When he says, I want you to die to yourself so that I can fill you up with me, what part of that sounds safe or even rational? When Jesus says to all of us in just a few moments from now, receive my body and my blood given and shed for you at the cross, now together, together let's go and change the world. That's some dangerous language, isn't it? Young people, millennials on down, want to change the world. The trouble is they just don't know how to do it. If they, grew, if they grew up in a church, they may or may not have heard about Jesus being dangerous. But I think they haven't, been, they haven't been discipled enough. And so they look at a typical church and say, there's no power there. There's no purpose there. It's, it's not about changing the world. It's just about getting together and talking about coffee and things like that. And so they go out and they, they join some kind of activist group. Or they throw rocks or start fires or cancel people. Thinking that if they do that, they can change the world. And then Jesus comes along and says, you want to change the world? Yes, I do. You want to change the world? Yes, I do. Then Jesus says, come and follow me. I was called to be dangerous against the darkness to change the world. You want to know what a safe place is? A safe place? I think it's inside a coffin. Yeah. And a lot of churches are just like coffins. A safe place for dead things that just come and and lay there, very comfortable-like. In other words, inside a comfortable coffin, nothing bad ever happens. And then again, inside a coffin, nothing good ever happens. And there's some churches that are, that are like that. They don't really want to follow Jesus. But here's the good news. King of kings, that is not you. That is not you, church, and that is not God's vision for you as we step in not only into a new year, but a new future. Because Jesus is again today calling his church to rise up from the dead, to not be mummies, but to be missionaries. Like him, alive with life, with a God-directed purpose for a brand new year. And here it is. To be dangerous against the darkness and dangerous for God's kingdom of light. Let me say that again. It's that important. We are called to be dangerous against the dominion of darkness and dangerous for God's kingdom of light. The Bible says in John chapter 1, 4 and 5, it says, in him, in Jesus, was life. And life was the light of all people. When you have light, you can see. God reveals himself in the light. The light Jesus shines now in the darkness, and the darkness did not and cannot overcome it. We read on to the next verse. There was a man sent from God, we hear about him today in our gospel, who his name was John, John the Baptist. He came to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. Believe that Jesus was sent so the world can be saved. And so friends, that sets up today's scripture Scripture lesson from Luke chapter 3, verses 1 through 6, as we continue to rediscover the good news of Luke.
It is a word of prophecy that first came 800 years before in the book of Isaiah. And the mission of John, or John the Baptist, is now speaking out the name of Jesus. He is not afraid to speak out the name of Jesus, church. He's not afraid also of speaking out the mission of Jesus, which is, of course, the mission of his body, the church, us. This is about us. We are the persons, the people, the collection, the body, to serve as a voice. We are the voice of one calling in the wilderness. And the wilderness is to speak into those folks in our lives, even to our own selves sometimes, when we wander in the wilderness, when we're away from God, when we've lost track that he loves us and has a purpose for us. So we are sharing to prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare for Jesus. Prepare yourselves so you have something to give to somebody else. Doing that, however, can be dangerous in a world that is rejecting Jesus as the Savior and the Lord. Rejecting Jesus as the hope of the world. Goes on to declare that every, I love the word, every valley shall be filled in. Every low spot. Every low spot. Every mountain. All those big monsters that say, you can't do this. And they will be made low. But doing that in a world, a dangerous world that we live in, that goes day to day, will be saying, you, church, you, Jesus is nothing. You're wasting your time. Let's just make a new law or throw more money at it. That is how we can fix a bad thing. And let me ask you honestly, has that ever fixed anything long term? Because what we're really dealing with is heart problems, isn't it? It goes on to read, the crooked roads shall be made straight by the church, the body of Christ. The rough ways smooth. And all people will see or be revealed to God's salvation that comes in Jesus. And the world once again mocks that statement. The world says, saved, saved by Jesus. We don't need to be saved. There is no sin. Just create your own truth. But believing in sin, that is believing in the wilderness exists, but also believing that Jesus was sent to save us from the wilderness is all about then believing to equip others in that biblical truth so they can be dangerous too in a broken world that oftentimes just says be politically correct. Because friends, for far too long, fans of Jesus, you know, Yay, Jesus, have settled for religious compliance and inoffensive compromise to Scripture. For far too long, rank-and-file fans of Christianity have, have, have delegated the dangerous work of following Jesus to just those paid professionals. They're called to do the dangerous stuff. We're just the laity. And that's not even biblical. We are the body of Christ. For far too long, fans of Jesus have believed that the highest goal of Christianity is conforming people to just behave themselves, be nice, or just have high worship attendance. But as Christians, Jesus does not say, fan me. He says, follow me. And we're going to change the world. So as we step into this brand new year, with all its sad old problems from the past coming right along with us, we also walk in faith for the new possibilities to come. 
And I say it's a perfect time for us to raise our danger quota here at King of Kings. Wouldn't it be great that when we walk into any sphere of influence, the devil shakes in his boots because he knows that you are walking in the name of and the mission of Jesus. I mean, that's why we celebrated Christmas just a week ago. God says, Emmanuel, I've come to be with you. The Savior has come to save you. We now have Christmas hope. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 3 and 8, the Son of God was revealed. In other words, there's a revelation here. You have to walk in light to be able to see. The Son of God was revealed for this purpose. Lean in. To destroy the works of the devil. That's dangerous stuff. Therefore, I say it's now is the time for us to move from bland church drones into radical followers of Jesus Christ who are potent with the purposes of God and a mortal threat to the enemy of darkness. I was waiting all week to be able to say that line. That's how important I think it is. We are called to be potent for the purposes of God to destroy the works of the devil and a mortal threat to the enemy of darkness. And when we're walking in light, when we're following the one who calls himself the light of the world, that's exactly what we do. Now, the trouble is many of us have lived with far lower expectations of our place in the scheme of God's coming kingdom. And we're not thinking of ourselves as threats to Satan. In fact, we walk around always being victims of it. Oh, I'm too young to do anything about that. Or I'm too old. I'm too tired. Friends, those are lies. Jesus himself says, my power, my authority that God has given to me, I now give it to you. And now he says, you will do greater things than I. What he's saying is, when he, he leaves, the Holy Spirit comes, and all the body of Christ, the church, can be everywhere, all times. As he was sent into this world as a missionary to take on the dangerous job of winning the kingdom to come and God's will to, to be done on earth as it is in heaven. So is, so is our mission as his body, as his church. And so, friends, as Christians, we are not to avoid danger. You know, not to avoid danger. We are to go right into it, kind of like a firefighter. Now, a good trained firefighter would never run into a house fire without his helmet on and his oxygen and all his special equipment and his hose and a trained team around him with teamwork. That wouldn't be dangerous. That would be dumb. But he is trained. He is equipped. That's his calling. And he's not afraid. And he goes in there and they work as a team or as a body because they are trained and equipped and they knock down that fire because that's their dangerous job and they're willing to do it to save people and property. And we're called to be exactly like that. And let that be an exciting, exciting jump in your hearts. Let me say this. This is important. Mission isn't something you add to your already busy schedule. Too often churches will say, I want you to be busy on Monday and busy on Tuesday and busy on Wednesday, busy on Thursday. Take Friday up and busy on Saturday and Sunday. Busy, busy, busy. And then people say, I don't have time for all that with all the things I got to do with my family and friends and, and my work. And so they do nothing. So here at King of Kings, we're not interested in adding more stuff to your already insane schedule. We're simply advocating that you make your schedule your mission. Wherever you go, you're following Jesus there. 
and make your, the purpose of your faith to be dangerous against the darkness in everyday life. Again, not dangerous against yourselves or others. It's not about being sloppy with your life by driving your car too fast on an icy road or putting someone else's life into jeopardy. That's not dangerous. That's being dumb. Might even be evil. So let me give you two biblical examples of how Jesus shows us how to do this. It's the difference between Jesus' potent purposes of being dangerous and that of the Pharisees, the religious types who just wanted to play it safe. The Pharisees had what we call an ethic of avoidance. Say that with me. An ethic of avoidance. While Jesus had the opposite. He had an ethic of involvement. Say that together. An ethic of involvement. Yeah. An ethic is a standard of living. It's a way of thinking. It's how you view life. It's how you live life. The Pharisees' question was never, how can I glorify God? No, instead it was always, how can I avoid bringing disgrace to God? I don't want to make a mistake. It is the ethic of avoidance. It's all about comfort and convenience and stability. Kind of like a coffin where nothing bad ever happens. But then again, nothing good ever happens either. The Pharisees weren't really focused on God. They thought they were, but they're not. But instead with self. They were focused on self. With their image, with their reputation, with procedure. It is pride. They never asked, how can I make others clean? Instead, they always asked, how can I keep myself from getting dirty? The Pharisees did not seek to rescue sinners like a firefighter. Only to avoid getting burned, sinning, to avoid danger, having to do something hard. In sharp contrast to the Pharisees and their ethic of avoidance was Jesus and his ethic of involvement. Making him now really dangerous. More so than the Pharisees, dangerous for God's purposes. To heal, to forgive, to restore, to resurrect. And rather than running from evil, Jesus turned and ran right into evil for the sake of good. And what happened? Evil always fled. Because light always dispels the darkness. You can follow that, can't you? Here's another biblical example. Look at the, the, the legion. The man who was, who was under assault by a demonic mob. Thousands of voices and, and all sorts of tough stuff running around in his head. And everybody fears Legion. In fact, they, they ban him to the graveyard. They go to the coffins. Leave us alone. We can't deal with you. Get away. We want to avoid that. But what did Jesus do? He goes right into the graveyard. He's not afraid of death, and he's not afraid of legion. And he says this in Mark 5 and 10. The possessed man begged Jesus earnestly not to send the demons out of the country. And Jesus says, I'm not going to send you out. I'm going to abolish you. I'm going to destroy you. Because Jesus has no mercy for darkness. Because mercy does not love you. Mercy does not have a future with you. But Jesus does. He had mercy on the man who was possessed by the darkness. So he takes those demons and he says, out, out, gone. Throws them into pigs. And then they go off the edge to their death. Man, that's dangerous stuff, isn't it? 
dangerous against the darkness, that is, and dangerous for God's light for you. Friends, here's your homework for this next week. Check that. Here's your homework for the next year. Now, do not focus so much on New Year's resolutions. I know you, you hear that all the time. I'll tell you why. It's always based upon your own power and your own efforts. And tell me, how does that usually go in our own power? Not very good for very long, right? So instead of trying to do it on our own, which of course is a sin, let's trust God. Let's walk in light. Let's have God reveal to us a pattern of life that says, follow me and let's be dangerous against darkness. So instead of resolutions, let's live into revelations. And the best way to do that is to get into God's word. Here's my simple suggestion. How about you just follow along with what we've been doing already for the last month and what we'll continue to do through Resurrection Sunday, and that is read God's word through Luke. Just chip away at it. Chew a little bit about it every single day. If you have to go back and reread and redo it from the day before, go right ahead. But I want you to ask these questions. Ask God to reveal what he is doing in this text. Focus on what God is doing. And then ask, Lord God, what are you calling me to do? And then ask God, who is it in my life that I need to share this revelation with? Because if you get some revelation from Scripture and you keep it to yourself, it dies with you. Instead, God's calling us to multiply that good news. To multiply, to be purpose-filled producers. Then go ahead and ask God, show me the way. And he will. And in doing so, every valley shall be filled in. The low spots in life will be filled in with his good news, his hope. Every mountain, every giant that says you can't do it will be made low. The crooked roads that we create for ourselves by following everything other than Jesus shall become straight and the rough ways in your life will be smoothed out. And all people will see God's revelation of his salvation. Is that good news, friends? Is that good news? Happy New Year then. Let's get dangerous for God's purposes. Ushers, would you now please receive our first offerings of a new year.